Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, June the 28th, 2022. So glad that you are on today. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're having a great summer and a great life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're in the dog days of summer, man. July 4th weekend coming up. Um, yeah, days are... I don't, hate to say this days are already starting to get shorter okay we won't talk about that um so we are officially in summer as of about a week ago i guess the 20 20 21st or so was the uh, first day of summer so yeah so we were in it man july tw- or june 28th today and um yep getting ready uh maybe some of you getting ready for the holiday weekend a long uh, fourth weekend got some plans uh in the works, I know we do. We're going to take out the travel trailer and uh, the new travel trailer we got back a few months ago. We're going to take it out for the weekend, a long weekend, actually. It was going to be a Friday through uh, Sunday. Then we said, you know what, let's just add a couple more days since our son's going off to camp. No reason for us just to sit at home. Um, so yeah, we're knocking out a little early. Looking forward to that. So uh, so tomorrow, uh, I'll be on tomorrow morning, but um, that day we'll be uh, heading out. Well, today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 16 as we continue just accumulating a massive amount of wisdom. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to today's 33 verses in the book of, uh, or in the chapter in Proverbs 16. So, again, loaded with wisdom. And you know how it is. I mean, Proverbs, it just comes at you, you know, rapid fire, like just rapid fire wisdom coming your way. And so we're going to, we're going to jump right in. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Proverbs 16. So wherever you are, let's do it. Whether you're in your car, you're out for a jog, maybe you're on the treadmill, you know, the, the uh, elliptical at Crunch Gym. That's what, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> whether you're um, uh, at, your, at your house, around the coffee table, at the kitchen table, at your cubicle with earbuds in your ears, People think you're listening to music, but here you are listening to a Bible study. Whatever. Well, glad you're on. Or in your car, running errands. Um, pray that one of these uh, proverbs or a few of them just just stick, you know, really give you some insight and guidance, maybe for something, a decision you're trying to make. Because that's the cool thing about proverbs is uh, it gives us wisdom, gives us insight on, on the wise decision-making. Man, we need that for sure. Here we go. Proverbs 16.1, read, pray, change the world. Let's read. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. Hmm. Man, that's a good word. Uh, just that idea that, you know, human, we can make plans as human beings, uh, but the Lord gives the right answer. <laughs> the Lord gives the right answer. 
we can make plans. Yeah, we can make plans from the heart, but that's the Lord that gives uh, the right answer. It's the idea that the the heart the heart can be deceiving, right? Like it's like you know, human beings we can make all kind of. My my wife and I were talking about there was a gentleman who was kind of doing some work around the neighborhood. Good, really friendly guy, but he he kind of told some you know it's what you don't know if he's lying about things, but you're like I don't know that if all that's true. Like it just so happened to you know we we bring our travel trailer home. He happens he just happens to have one just like it. Oh, interesting. Um, these palm trees that have, that we know have been in our neighbor's yard because we talked to the original owner because he planted them. They're, they're, they're about 30 years old, these palm trees. He said, oh, yeah, those, those trees are only like 12 years old. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, wrong. Um, but, you know, the human, the, to, to humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. See, the human heart, you know, can gush out all these plans, but it's the Lord that gives the right answer. That's why we need the wisdom of the Lord, man, right? That's why we need the Word of God, the wisdom of the Lord. Verse 2, all a person, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives, wow, are weighed by the Lord. Wow. Man, do you know we are not very good at weighing our own motives? Um, the New Living Translation says this way, uh, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. We, we are not very good at examining our own motives. I'm not. I'm not. I'll be honest with you. Over the years, I've discovered more and more. Our motives are, we, even when we think we have the purest of motives, it's an interesting mix of, of drivers that, that lead us to make decisions. We think we're doing it for pure and selfless reasons, but there's all, but there's always these. There's such a mixed bag of things that drive our decisions, and some of it is, you know, ambition. Some of it is ego. Some of it is fear. Uh, some of it is uh, uh, a, a desire to to be uh, approved by others. And so, how do we how do we get a clear bearing on our our true motives. We need the Lord. <laughs> the Lord examines our motives. Verse three. So sometimes, well, so I'll say this. Sometimes people say, you know, they think I, I, I did it with a pure intention. You know, honestly, they could be telling the truth. They thought they were. They thought they were doing it with pure intentions. Because it's impossible for a person to rightly and um, uh, accurately you know, to 100% accuracy, um, judge our own motives. We just can't do it. So sometimes we think or other people will tell us, I was doing that with pure motives. Honestly, I wasn't. Maybe they were. Maybe they thought they were. But it's just impossible. We need the Lord. We've got to lay ourselves before the Lord. So that mean, what does that mean for us? Then it just means we've got to be humble and be honest and acknowledge the fact that sometimes we can we can misjudge our own motives. And that, that can mess you up in the church, man, because you're like, man, I was doing that with, for the right intention. I really wanted to please the Lord. I really wanted to bring glory to God. Like, I'm sure, I mean, my motives were, I prayed and prayed and prayed about that. Don't doubt it. But maybe, maybe there, maybe within, maybe within those motives were some things you didn't realize. Um, only the Lord can purely examine um, 
our ways. Verse 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Commit your ways to the Lord. I love the way the New Living Translation says that. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Wow. Hey, that's a good word for somebody today. Maybe you're uh, you got some, you got a dream, got some thoughts, got some things like God's laid on your heart, something, some, some th- things you want to go after. Look, commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Commit the whole plan to the Lord. Commit all your uh, the whole deal to the Lord, and um, and your plans will succeed. Verse four: The Lord works out everything to its proper end. Even the wicked for a day of disaster. Wow. God's got a plan for everything. And he's even got a plan for the way the wicked are going to be taken care of. Wow. Nothing goes past him, right? The Lord has made everything for its own purposes. Even the wicked for a day of disaster. Man. I mean, that is the definition. You know, when God looked at the created order and he said this is good it is good and he looked at human being and said it is very tov that's the hebrew word tov very good um what he's talking about was that it was created for its purpose it was functioning within its purpose it was accomplishing its it was it was doing that for which it was created to do so god gives definition to what good is which is it's Good is when something is functioning according to its God-ordained purpose. So human beings don't get to decide what good is. God has already has. And what is good, right, is when a created thing, when we're talking about created things, are functioning according to their God-ordained purpose. That's why God gets to decide what is right and wrong. <laughs> it comes to a whole host of uh, issues and activities and behaviors and attitudes because he created it. He knows what it's created for. If you're using a hammer as a screwdriver, that's not tove. <laughs> it's not good. Why? Because you're using it not for its intended purpose. You are what? We are missing the mark of what it was created for. That's what sin is. Sin is missing the mark. You're not, it's not, you're not functioning as you were created to function. And that, by definition, is not good. The Lord has made everything for a purpose, Proverbs 4, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Verse 5, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. There's that word, detest. But be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. God detests the proud of heart. But be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Over and over in the book of Proverbs, this, this, this theme of um, God stands against the proud. He does not uh, endorse, accept, or overlook pride. Why? Because if you go back to the, I mean, to the theme with Proverbs, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, humility. 
humility, having a posture of humility. Verse 6, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Hmm. The New Living Translation says, unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. Ooh. Mm. You know, this is an interesting conversation, um, the uh, fear of the Lord. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. You know, there, there's some value in fearing the Lord to keep you from evil. Now, I know it can be overdone where, you know, a paralyzing, tormenting, uh, paranoia fear is not good right but it's also true that aren't you don't you want your children a little bit to fear the consequences of their that hey if mom and dad find out this and they're gonna they're gonna uh implement some punishments and so that fear of punishment uh thwarts their bad behavior <laughs> don't you kind of with don't you kind of want your children to fear that of course yes don't you kind of want a criminal to fear the police? Not in a paralyzing, like, vengeful sort of way, but like fear what they can do to you, that they can put you in jail. There's a, there's a healthy fear that is good. Um, it's the healthy fear of getting caught that, you know, causes you to slow down at the yellow light that is turning red. Yeah. So the... the the fear by fearing the Lord, people avoid evil, and that's good. <laughs> Part of the problem in our culture is there is no fear of the Lord. There's very little fear of the Lord, and even Christians, we don't even want to talk about the fear of the Lord. Oh, we, we don't, I mean, even when we talk about fear, I find myself doing. It. Even when we talk about fear, it's like, oh, well, but you know, it's like a reverence. You know, it's like reverence. You know, you, the fear of the Lord means to rever revere the Lord. Yeah, it's true, but in a sense, it also means to fear Him, <laughs> to fear what He can do to you, to fear His power and His judgment. It actually, you know what fear means? It actually means to fear. <laughs> yeah. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. That is a fact. That's what Proverbs is saying. That is a fact. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sins. Thank God. Jesus made uh, atonement for our sin. Verse 7. When people's lives please the Lord... Even their enemies are at peace with them. Wow. Hmm. The new, the new, the new international version says this. Says it this way: When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, He causes their enemies to make peace with them. Wow. Man, that's beautiful. When we please the Lord, we'll find ourselves having more, having more, um, having more peace with people, even enemies. They may disagree with us. They might not like our lifestyle. They may not agree with our convictions. We can find ourselves at peace even um, with our enemies. Yeah, I mean, the way, of, the way of the righteous, the way of the Lord is a better way, right? When, we take, when the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's ways, when people's lives please the Lord, when our lives, when your life pleases the Lord, even your enemies will be at peace with you. Praise God. How many of you need that? I need even my enemies to be at peace with me. Well, we need to, then we need to uh, please the Lord. Focus on Him. 
take pleasure in his ways. Verse 8, better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. Wow. Hmm. Better to have a little with godliness, a little less money, a little less influence, a little less power, a little less of the world's goods. Better to have a little less of that with godliness than to be rich and to be dishonest, to be unjust, to be filled with injustice. Better to have a little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. Oof. Yes. Verse 9. Why? Because you're always looking over your shoulder. You don't have you don't have friends. You don't have a uh, you don't have peace with people. It's miserable. Verse 9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. I love that verse. That's one I like, man. Basically, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. <laughs> In the hearts, humans plans their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So it's, it's an affirmation of making plans. You know, we make our plans. We do the best we can. We, we try to think through the consequences. We try to think through the costs. We try to think through the, the ramifications. We try to execute our plan, whether it's for our family, for our finances, for our businesses, for our vacations. <laughs> But at the end of the day, we realize that the Lord is ultimately in control. It's the, uh, you know, back in the day before, you know, if you were going to, um, you were planning to do something, you said, yeah, I'll be there, uh, I'll be there next, next week if the Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise. <laughs> Lord willing and the creeks don't rise. You know, basically, if the, if, if, if the Lord says the same, you know, if the Lord says the same, I'll be there. Here's my plans. And if the Lord uh, agrees, then I will be there. But that's my plan. But I also realize that God's plans could veto my plans, overrule my plans. So we make our plans. Make your plans. The Lord determines our steps. Man, you know what I've discovered, though? There's a tremendous, tremendous amount of peace in that. That God orders the steps of the righteous. He is ordering things that we have no idea about. And he just He's doing things that are supernatural. He's ordering your steps. He's ordering the steps of every other person around you. And he makes these amazing intersections happen where we meet people, we uh, encounter opportunities that we had no idea would, would uh, present themselves, but God did because God orders the steps of the righteous. Mm. It's beautiful, beautiful. And the more you live and the more you look back over, the, your, over your ways as you walk with the Lord, the more you look back over the pathways of your life, you're like, wow, that was a divine appointment. That was a divine appointment. That was God bringing people together. That, got, that was God opening up that time and that situation, that opportunity at that precise moment and getting me in the headspace to, to see it and to accept it. And, and sometimes you, without even our knowing, we look back and we're like, man, God orders the steps of the righteous. He does. Verse 10. The lips of the, uh, the lips of a king speak as an oracle, and his mouth does not betray justice. Hmm. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge unfairly. This is a uh, this is a, like raising the value and the importance of uh, leadership. 
a leader, you know, a king speaks with divine wisdom. You, you have authority. You have wisdom. You have, you have power. You must never judge unfairly. Higher, higher, uh, higher gifts, higher, higher uh, rights, more rights, also a lot more responsibility. Man, maybe you've, you've been placed in a, in a position of leadership. Realize that when you're in a position of leadership, people weigh your wor- words at a higher level. Your, your words carry more weight. It took me a long time to learn that, and I still have to learn it, that even as a position of leadership in the church, what I say carries weight. So then I must never judge unfairly. I've got to be aware of what I'm saying and be aware of my judgments. Do I do that perfectly? Of course not. You know that. You know me well enough to know that. No, no, you miss it sometimes, man. Yeah, I know that. I do. You're right. But it's a, this proverb is a great reminder of the importance and awareness of the, of, of the words of, and the position of leadership. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge unfairly. Verse 11. Honest scales and balance belong to the Lord. All the weights in the bag are of his making. <clears throat> Basically, the idea that God des- desires um, fairness. The New Living Translation says the Lord demands the Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standards of fairness. What's fair? God will tell you. God determines what's fair, and He demands that people be treated fairly. God does not show favoritism, and so as we as his people, we can't show favoritism either. Verse 12, kings detest wrongdoing, for a throne is established through righteousness. Hmm. It's a good word for it. You think about Solomon give, leaving these, these words of wisdom for his son. Uh, kings detest wrongdoing. His rule is built on justice. That's a good king, a godly king. Is going to detest wrongdoing. A, a godly leader then detest wrongdoing. They're going to build their leadership. They're going to build their team. They're going to build their management philosophy on justice, on what is right, on what is fair, what is good. Verse 13, kings take pleasure in honest lips. They value the one who speaks what is right. Hmm. That means we, we will value those who tell the truth. <laughs> value, the, value the truth tellers around you, man. Someone who tells you the truth even when it's hard, man, you got to value those people. Verse 14. A king's wrath is a messenger of death, but the wise will appease it. <laughs> the anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise will try to appease it. It's, I mean... If your leader is angry, you're going to try to make them unangry. <laughs> if your leader is angry, you're going to try to, the wise will try to find a way to appease that anger, to, to settle that anger down, right? If your coach, if your manager, if your leader, if your boss is angry, then you're going to be motivated. The wise person is going to be motivated to make it better, right? That's just wisdom, man. Maybe, you know, maybe you didn't do a good job. Maybe your team didn't do a good job. Maybe you've been uh, missing the mark as a team in your function. And the king, your boss is angry. And maybe he has every right to be angry. 
If if so, then the wise person is going to work to make it right. You know, we, we, we can do better. Let's, let's improve. Let's get better. Verse 15, when the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring. And I love that. When a king's face brightens, it means life. Is how, how the New International Version says it. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. We want to make our leader happy. We want to make, you know, our person who's over us. We want to, we want to, we want to bring them joy. Yeah. Verse sixteen. How much better? How much better to get wisdom than gold? To get insight rather than silver. Again, just the incredible value of wisdom. Verse 17, the highway of the upright avoids evil. Those who guard their ways preserve their lives. The highway of the upright avoids evil. Those who guard their ways preserve their lives. You know, you got to have guardrails. It's not a popular conversation, but you got to have guardrails. You guard your life. It means you guard your life so that you make good decisions. And sometimes the best way to make good decisions is to leave yourselves, keep yourself away from the opportunity to make some bad decisions, <laughs> right? Like eliminate the opportunity to make some really bad decisions. So guard your ways. Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, verse 18, pride goes, There's a, here's the big one, man. Here's the one you want to remember forever and ever and ever. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Yeah, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride comes before the fall. Verse 19, better to be lowly in spirit along with the oppressed than to share the plunder with the proud. Wow. Better to be humble, better to be humble, humble with the oppressed, with the, the, the less fortunate, than to share the plunder with the proud. Verse 20, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. And blessed is the one who trusts the Lord. Wow. Whoever gives heed to an instruction prospers. Yeah. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. And instruction is our friend. <laughs> Verse 21, the wise in heart are called discerning, and gracious words promote instruction. Yeah, so the, as a wise person, you're going to be known to be discerning. The wise in heart are called discerning. That's who they're known as. They're known as being discerning people. And pleasant, and, and pleasant words are persuasive. And gracious words promote instruction. Hmm. Pleasant words are persuasive. Yeah, man, you can persuade people with kindness. Verse 22, prudence is a fountain of life. To the prudent, but folly brings punishment to the fool. So wise brings wit, brings. So basically, that idea of you love wisdom, wisdom love you back. Prudence is a fountain of life to the prudent. Wisdom is a fountain of life to the wise, but folly brings punishment to. to and fools, you love you love folly. It's going it's going come back and get you. <laughs> Verse twenty three: The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction what comes out of your mouth. So from the wise mind comes wise speech. 
and the words of the wise are persuasive. Hmm. From a wise mind comes wise speech. That's good. Um, verse 24, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Wow. What, what is? What's a honeycomb? What's, what's sweet to the soul and healing to the bones? Gracious words. Gracious, kind, appreciative, generous, uh, words filled with gratitude and affirmation of others. Gracious words, kind words are a honeycomb. Sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Verse 25, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. We've talked about that one. Proverbs 16, 25, there's a way that seems right, but it's death. Verse 26, the appetite of laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. Wow. It's just ambition, right? This desire, the appetite. So basically, the idea is good for workers to have an appetite. A desire. It's good to earn, like work for something, right? The d- desire to want to improve, a desire to earn, a desire to provide, a desire to do better, a desire to uh, to become financially secure. That hunger, it drives them. It's good to have that hunger, to have that motivation. And so as a, you know, as a leader or as a business owner, as an employer, we want to... Um, Feed that appetite, but and also reward that appetite, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, the appetite of laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. Now, it doesn't mean to keep them starving. <laughs> it just means to uh, to encourage that uh, that desire for improvement. Verse twenty-seven: A scoundrel plots evil, and on their lips is. And on their lips is like a scorching fire. Wow. <laughs> a scoundrel. A scoundrel plots evil. They create trouble. And their words are destructive. That's true, man. You gotta be able to define those. You gotta be able to identify those scoundrels, right? What's a, what what does a scoundrel do? They plot evil. They create trouble. I mean, some people just create trouble wherever they go. And their words just blow things up. Verse 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. Whoa, how many friendships have been destroyed by a gossip? Yeah, a gossip can destroy the best of friends. Man, that's just that's just true. You see it so many times, you know, people who are good friends, and somebody starts gossiping, hey, do you know what so-and-so said? You know what so-and-so said? And pretty soon, you've divided relationships. A gossip separates friends. Verse 29, violent people mislead their companions, leading them down harmful paths. A violent person entices their neighbor and leads them down paths that are not good. Yeah. I mean, you got to watch for violent people. There's some people that are just, they're just violent people. Like they, they stir up things. They're angry. And, um, they just uh, they mislead people. They get other people wound up and riled up, and it uh, just creates more problems. Verse twenty nine. I'm sorry. Verse thirty. Uh, three more. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. Whoever winks with their eye is plotting perversity. Whoever, per, whoever 
purses their lips is bent on evil. <laughs> uh, with narrow eyes, people plot evil. It's kind of see, you can kind of see their face, right? Narrow eyes, people plot evil. And with a smirk, they plan their mischief. You can see it. You can see it in their face. Somebody that's up to no good, you're like, ooh, I don't like that look in their eye. Mm-mm. Some, some, some red, red, red flashing light here. I don't like what I see. With narrow eyes, people plot evil. With a smirk, they plan their mischief. Mm. Verse 31. Oh, I like this one more and more every year. Gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. Yeah. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Gray hair, a crown of, glory, crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Yeah, man. Aging. Aging with the Lord is a, is a blessing. Yes, it is. Wisdom, understanding, a testimony that's been proven over the years. Man, gray hair is a crown of glory. It's gained through living a godly life. Love it. Verse 32, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. Hmm. The New Living Translation says this way, better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Hmm. Patience, man. Strength under control. That's what bravery is. That's what, uh, that's what true uh, courage is. It's strength under, under power. It's strength or strength under control. Bridal power. Yeah. Verse 33. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. <laughs> the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. Mm. We may, we may, we may, uh, you know, we do what we can. We may, uh, we may take a chance here and there, but at the end of the at the end of the day, it's the Lord who determines how things work out. Yeah, kind of similar to the other passage about we make our plans. Yeah, we make our plans. Sometimes we just take a shot. You know what? I'm going to take a shot. This is a, a, a shot worth taking. I'm going to just take my shot. At the end of the day, I leave it in the Lord's hands. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe God's calling you to take a shot. Apply for that job. Take that position. Try this or try that or um, step out here. Hey, throw the dice, man. At the end of the day, the Lord will determine how it falls. Yeah. This is not encouraging gambling, by the way. <laughs> it's just it's just a proverb. It's not telling you to go to the I think I think the word of God's telling me to go to the casino. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw the dice, let the Lord determine how it falls. <laughs> that ain't what it's saying. That's not what we're it's encouraging here. Uh just saying you take a chance. There are times in life you have to take a chance. You've done your research, you've done your studying, you've you've thought about it, you prayed about it. At the end of the day, you just gotta take a chance. Take a chance and leave the results up to the Lord. That's what Proverbs 16, 33 is saying. We may throw the dice. The Lord determines how they fall. Yeah. And we know that he's going to take care of us. All right, you guys, we went a little long today, but it's good stuff. So thanks for sticking in there. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for their uh, just devotion to your word and, to this, and the desire that we share just to get better, to get wiser, to be better leaders, to be better servants, to be filled with humility and to have less pride. God, we recognize that um, 
we need your help to weigh our motives because we can be misled. We can mislead ourselves. So, Lord, we lay our, our hearts before you, and we ask that we would always be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Give us a greater sensitivity to your Spirit and to what is good and pure. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends, whatever they have going on, if they have decisions they have to make, if maybe you're calling them to take a chance. Lord, give them the courage to do it and to trust you with results. Lord, and we know that we, we make our plans, but it's ultimately you that make it succeed. So, uh, so we love you and we thank you for that. Lord, thank you for the ch chance that we've had to be together. Until next time, Lord, we just uh, pray that you would keep us close to your heart and may we be your hands and feet in this world that so desperately needs your love and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on today. Thanks for uh, sticking with us a little longer than a normal uh, edition of the podcast. Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Proverbs chapter 17. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.